Good morning. Welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. Today is the fourth Sunday after Epiphany, and our um, theme is going to be looking at an Old Testament lesson from the book of Micah, and we're going to be looking at uh, verse six of our, of our te- uh, verse eight of chapter six, um, which says this. I'll read it for you. It says, he has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with God. So that's our theme for today. Our worship service is going to be divine service uh, three. I'll get it right. I was going to say page 15. That's the old hymnal, page 15. You can follow along. It starts on page 184 if you like to, to uh, follow along. Um, and we're seeing a lot, a lot of the parts of our liturgy this morning. As always, we hope that as we hear God's word through our liturgy, through the sermon, through the body and blood of Christ, through the hymns and songs that we sing today, that your faith is strengthened and prepares you for going out into the world where we share God's love. Let's begin by singing an opening song, How Deep the Father's Love for Us. I know. 
Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. We take a few moments for, moments for silence reflection. Oh, almighty God, merciful Father, I... Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you know we live in the midst of so many dangers that in our frailty we cannot stand upright. Grant strength and protection 
to support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading is found in the book of Micah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. The beast of response, so pay attention on the screen. Hear what the Lord says. Arise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the indictment of the Lord, and your enduring foundations of the earth, for the Lord has an indictment against his people. And he will contend with Israel. Oh, my people, what have I done to you? How have I worried you? Answer me, for I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Oh, my people, remember what Balak, king of Moab, devised, what Balaam, the son of Boer, answered him, and what happened from Shittim to Gilgal, Gilgal that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is found in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 18 to 31. Responsibly again. For the word of the cross is folly to, the, to those who are perishing. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since, in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being 
might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Jesus, Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Let us profess our faith together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe. Please be seated. Do we have any children who would like to come forward for the children's message this morning? All right, let's sing our hymn of the day, hymn number 845, where charity and love prevail.
Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, our text is our Old Testament lesson from the book of Micah, chapter 6, verses 1 to 8. So how many of you have ever read the book of Micah? Wow. I would have thought a few more people would have. It's a really short book. So you can probably go home and read it in about 30 minutes before you turn on the 49ers game today. So um, anybody here ever run 5Ks? Wow. Okay. There was a time that uh, um, I ran 5Ks. And in the world of 5K runners, T-shirts are everything. (laughs) Because as a runner, you become a billboard for 3.1 miles. Now, I haven't run a 5K in a long, long time. But when I ran 5Ks, I, like most runners, wore a a shirt that was provided by the sponsors of the run. But the most competitive runners, which I wasn't one of them, um, wore their own advertising um, or their own sponsor T-shirts. At one of the races that I ran, and I was probably about 30 at the time, a man in the race was wearing a shirt that was blank at the front. But on the back, it said, I am 50 years old. I have type 2 diabetes, am 75 pounds overweight, and I'm ahead of you. <laughs> kind, of, kind of a great slogan, wasn't it? I wish I could have thought of that one up, but I don't want to be 75 pounds overweight. But, and I was behind him, so it doesn't say much for me. But the time when, uh, when our lesson from Micah was written, the times were very, very tense. And there was another covenant that had been broken, and the nation of Israel was on trial. And at the beginning of the reading, we we are told that the mountains and the hills are witnesses of what the people had done. And this isn't the first time that the mountains and the hills were witnesses. I'll let you research that one. God had been there for them, but they, the people, had forgotten. And when things were going well, they stopped praising God and telling God's story. And in choosing not to remember their own struggles leading up to liberation, the people grew complacent. They grew apathetic. They had become a people willing to bargain, to bribe, every, even trying to buy off God himself. They would talk among themselves as they cleverly came up with schemes that they calculated. They would say, with, with what shall I come before the Lord? In other words, what shall I buy off for God? Surely God will take my burnt offerings, they said. My young calves, certainly God will be pleased with thousands of rams, tens of thousands of rivers of oil, my firstborn for my transgressions. And to that, Micah elegantly responds, what does the Lord require? Or maybe it's more in his prophetic voice. He might have meant this. Hello, can you hear me now? Are you paying attention at all? God has already told you what is required. Get a clue. His desperation doesn't translate well from Hebrew to English, but it's there. We miss this when we just read verse 8. That's the verse that gets printed on all those T-shirts and coffee mugs and even posted on Facebook. 
When we take that verse out of context, we make it sound like a sweet halftime commercial voiced by a 20-something famous actor with a full orchestra accompanying him or her. They are beautiful, and they are stirring words. And there's nothing wrong with following them. But Micah was a radical prophet. He took the message from Amos and Hosea and Isaiah, and he made them timeless. But he's screaming here at the top of his lungs to the people who have forgotten God and their promises to God. And they're now paying very close attention to Micah as he screams. It was the 8th century B.C., and Micah was a small-town boy who spoke for the poor farm workers who were suffering at the hands of the landowners. When Micah saw injustice, he courageously named it, risking everything because he was not in a place of power, but rather right in the midst of that very situation. Most leaders of the time were focused on their comfort, on their power. And because of that, Micah knew that justice would not come from the state or from the structure in power. Real justice must arise out of the people themselves as they face the choice of either heading down the path toward the end or daring to envision change and then gathering the strength and the courage to make it happen. Much as it is a a T-shirt slogan doing justice, it isn't a romantic ideal or an abstract concept. It is also almost never an individual pursuit. Justice requires that we work together. And coming together is excruciatingly hard work. It's about unity without the need for uniformity. It's about not only seeing and naming a problem, but also about finding alternatives to make things better. Justice is able to disrupt, dismantle, and disarm broken and failing systems when citizen cynicism or apathy or complacency don't get in the way. Through doing justice, we are able to come to an understanding that everyone matters. And from there, kindness and mercy follow as closely as they do in Micah's words. We can see all kinds of injustices, tragedies, atrocities, but seeing it is not enough. You remember the story of the Good Samaritan. He dares not pass by another human being, even when the other was considered an enemy. And how about the prodigal father found his two arms to be wide enough to embrace both of his sons? Mary and the other women were able together to stand at the foot of the cross and go to the tomb. Naomi, Ruth, and Orpah, they wept together in their grief. The woman with her alabaster flask of expensive perfume broke it open and poured it out without holding back. And Jesus wept at the death of his friend. 
praying for his disciples and for us, broke bread and directed us to do the same, touched and healed the people. These are all about loving kindness and showing mercy. In our lives today, loving kindness does not come very easy. Part of that is because it involves being vulnerable. I'd like to tell you a story about a, a young kid named Charlie. Charlie was one of those kids who the Sunday school teachers just could not reel in. Some of you might remember that, especially if you were a young little kid. I bounced off walls. They had a hard time reeling me in. He probably was diagnosed with ADHD. It, that would have been the case these days. When, when it cut time for the, the Christmas pageant, the teachers thought it was wise to give Charlie a very simple part. His classmates had solos, and, and they got to be Mary or Joseph, the wise men. But Charlie would simply be the innkeeper. And this would mean saying, no room, three times. They rehearsed on Sunday morning, and Charlie did it just fine. On the day of the pageant, two of the children dressed as Joseph and Mary, and they came to the inn. And Charlie said, no room. The couple on the door a second time. No room, Charlie shouted. Banging on the door even harder, desperately seeking space, Joseph and Mary pleaded with the innkeeper, please, is there any room in the inn? And moved with compassion, Charlie forgot his line. He says, oh, why don't you take my room tonight? With this, the pageant came to a complete halt. Some parents were upset. But for many who had come in the spirit seeking the presence of God, Charlie's words of kindness had taught them something about loving tenderly. To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Walking humbly with God may be the most challenging part of this text. We are much better at defining what it isn't than what it is. For instance, to walk humbly is to neither have your nose up in the air nor your shoulders slouched over your feet. To walk humbly is not to exalt yourself, to not worry or to be bothered by other people's opinion of you. To walk humbly is not to be above someone or below someone, but rather with someone. It is not thinking you can do it all on your own, carrying the burdens upon your limited human shoulders. It is not forgetting that you are human. It is not living without grace. It is not playing God. So maybe walking humbly with God is simply about paying attention to who we are and what is around us. It is, as Micah said, as for me, I watch the hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. That's Micah chapter 7, verse 7. 
And God has given us the answer. He sent his son, whose birth we celebrated just 34 days ago, to live a perfect life for you and me and for everyone, to die an excruciating death for the forgiveness of your sins, my sins, and the sins of the whole world, to satisfy God's justice and thus rose from the dead so that you and I would know we have been saved. And his name is Jesus. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? And where we can't do it perfectly, Jesus has for you. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, help us to walk humbly, to do justice, and to love kindness all with you. And thank you for giving us Jesus who took care of it when we can't. In his precious name, amen. Let us rise and and sing the offertory. Let us pray for all people who call out to God in their distress, for our brothers and sisters who are poor in spirit because of outside oppression or personal problems, that God will remind them of their heavenly citizenship. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who mourn, the Marber family, the Corby family, the Simmons family, the Strait family, the Carter family, and the Bauman family all in mourning, that by their faith in Christ's resurrection, they would be comforted. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who are meek as they thirst for righteousness, that God would raise up local and national leaders to provide security and justice for all. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who reflect the mercy of God as they tend to the physical, emotional, and spiritual needs of those under their care, that God would give them wisdom and strength, let us pray to the Lord. For those who single-mindedly focus on sharing God's peace with conflicted people around them, that God would keep them strong in faith to use every opportunity at their disposal. Let us pray to the Lord. For the church, 
wherever people gather around word and sacrament, that God would alleviate persecution they may be enduring. And let the church grow in faith and numbers. Let us pray to the Lord. For ourselves in every difficulty, especially Mike Scott recovering from knee surgery and Dave Merriman who's been hospitalized with heart issues. That God would remind us of Christ having done in our stead all that he calls us to do. Let us pray to the Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For what has been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. And him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
Please be seated.
Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.
Amen. Please be seated. Do we have announcements today? Okay. Good morning, everyone. It's time to regroup and get together and work around our property. With all this beautiful sunshine and then the rain, we have lots of weeds. And we also have lots of growth. We have pruning to do, weeds to pull, things to cut, and maybe even some planting later, but not yet. We have to get things cleaned up. So Tuesday and Thursday with this week, we're hoping some of you can sign up and help. Uh, beginning at 10 and however long you feel like you can help, or later in the day, just come and help us if you can. Lots to work to do, and we need you. So let's get the church looking really pretty again, ready for spring, ready for Easter, and by working together, we can do that. There's a sign-up sheet in the coffee room. One is on that table along the wall, and the other one is in the fellowship hall at the end of the counter. So if you can sign up, that gives us an idea of who's going to be here, and we'll be calling you. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Other announcements? All right, I have two quick ones. Um, March 5th, uh, Concordia Chicago will be here, their their, um, singing group. And uh, we need 10 homes to, uh, we actually need 12, but we already have two signed up. 10 homes to hose either two boys, young men, I guess, they're college students, or two girls. Uh, one, one of the boys has, is allergic to cats, so, but it's on the sheet. You can just skip that one. And then we have one, one group of, of three boys. So if you would uh, sign up, that would be great, because um, we'd rather have them stay with you all than stay next door in the hotel. Nothing against the hotel. But we'd rather have them with you where we can share with them our hospitality, you know. And we'll give you more information as we get closer. Um, also, I just want to let you know, on Monday, February 6th, will be Jim Bauman's funeral. It will start at 11 o'clock, followed by a lunch, and then uh, uh, interment at the cemetery uh, with military honors. Uh, for the other announcements, the announcements, coffee, juice. Oh, Carrie? 4 o'clock, March 5th. Yep. So uh, we'll probably provide them with a meal. It all depends. Monday I'll find out a little bit more because we're going to they're going to give me the last-minute stuff. So, but we'll probably supply a meal for them, a little potluck here for them, because they'll be coming in by bus. And then singing with us, for us at 4, we'll let the world know. Um, anybody you know, churches, friends, our community. Um, and uh, then uh, they'll sleep, sleep, feed them breakfast, bring them over to the church, put them on a bus, and away they go to their next stop. It'll be that, that quick. So. Uh, okay. Refreshments, that way. Bible study, that way. You've got, my word, you've got plenty of time to talk with people. We need to sing another song. It's only 10.03, and I think we sang seven or six of them in there today. I guess I didn't preach long enough. Should I go back and preach again? I can do, calm down. Wow. What respect I get. Thanks, Dick. Um, but do join us, Romans. 
<laughs> Thanks. Uh, Romans, we're on chapter 13. It doesn't matter if you missed the first 12. Just jump right in with us. We will not point fingers at you, I guarantee you. Let's, let's go. The Romans Bible study. Go Niners. I can't. Okay. All right. And, uh, and for Jason, go, can, go Kansas City. Jason's down on the weather today. So, so and, and then we, I guess maybe we'll see them both in the, in the Super Bowl. Who knows? Rematch of a couple years ago. Let's go in peace and serve the Lord. Yeah, we're going to go that way. Sandra will take care of you.